0: Hi there, Christy Lee here, and welcome to episode number 71 of the People Powered Business Podcast. It's great to be joining you today. I hope you're having a wonderful day and a wonderful week, whatever you've been up to since we last spoke to you here on the podcast. At the time of recording this, we are in the midst of another lockdown here in the greater Sydney area. I don't actually live in Sydney, but I'm close by, so I'm caught up in this lockdown situation. And I know, you know, many areas of Australia are currently in and out of lockdowns, which I have to share with you, feels kind of odd. Um, Recently, uh, my partner was watching some motorsport that was happening over, I think it was in the UK or Europe, I don't know, not my thing. Um, But it was absolutely packed with crowds, 100% capacity, no mask wearing, no social distancing, And it feels, to be honest, like we are a million years away from that being a reality, which is so odd uh, for us here in Australia, where we're quite used to our freedoms generally. So it feels a little odd, but aside from that, not much has changed. Everyone's still getting on with what they need to get on with. But I do feel for um, businesses and individuals that are caught up in this kind of hokey pokey in and out of lockdown dance that we seem to be doing, it it must be incredibly stressful for those of you who have been through this a few times now, Melbourne in particular. Um, Yeah, it feels a little odd that we are where we are right now, given we're 18 months into this pandemic. So yeah, it's feeling a little strange. Uh, took a very long walk today on my local trail, and it's very weird that when we go into lockdown, I see more people out and about than ever before. It's all very odd. So yeah, feeling a little lim- limbo at the moment uh, here at our headquarters. But aside from that, everything else is great, and I hope you are doing well as well. Now, on today's episode of the podcast, I wanted to chat to you about something that perhaps feels a little relevant because of this in and out of lockdown situation that we're in, but also uh, I've come across some research recently, which was, it's really highlighted some interesting side effects of the change in how we work that has happened uh, very quickly as a result of this pandemic. Now, as many of you are aware, we've talked a lot here on the podcast about hybrid teams. And in fact, they are the most popular episodes. So I know that it's a topic that you're all interested in and we're all trying to navigate because it's quite new. Even those of us that were very quick to to adapt to this new way of work, it is still new and was trying to figure out the best way to make it work and how to balance it, how to uh, make sure we're not missing anything in this new world of work and today's episode is really about one of the side effects we have seen as a result of this new hybrid world of work and that is this concept of failing or forgetting or not feeling allowed to disconnect from work it's a kind of, it's a concept that's also been called the availability creep and i'll get into a little bit more about what that actually means later on in today's episode but really what I want to unpack with you here today is how we can be conscious of this right to disconnect how we as leaders and managers can lead by example in how we do that and why this is such an issue and why it's something that we really need to be mindful of with regards to our teams so firstly i think we need to you know look at the fact that the hybrid mix of work where we have team members who are either permanently working from home or were once 100% in the office and are now at least partly working from home and partly from the office, and perhaps a situation where you've got you know, maybe 50% of your team working in the office and 50% from home. And of course, when we come in and out of lockdowns, that changes again for those periods of time. But even when things are the new normal, we know that we are not going to go back to the world of work as we knew it this new hybrid form of work is here to stay. It's our new reality. And it's, as I've shared with you here before, I think it's great. I think employees love it. I think it's something that employees have been looking for or trying to make some sort of transition towards for many, many years. But as employers, we were often a little bit resistant. (laughs) Some companies more than others, uh, but we certainly were resistant. And so being thrown into having to make it happen, you know, 12 to 18 months ago, I actually believe workplaces have come forward 10 years faster than we would have ordinarily in terms of being able to offer much more flexible and dynamic work arrangements that work better for employees, that yield higher productivity, and ultimately better profitability for our businesses. So I do think the fact that we are permanently in a world of hybrid work is a great thing. But of course, because this is new, And because we haven't lived through this before and experienced this in our world of work, we didn't know, and we still don't know, all of the things that might be a side effect. And one of these things, as I mentioned earlier, is this issue of an availability creep. Now, what I mean by that, and this is not a term that I've coined, but rather one that I've read about in some of the studies, is, you know, remember the good old days of work where you would turn up at work to start work? you would finish your work and then leave work and go home. When you're working from home, that transition no longer happens. And now this is, I want to point out as well, not something that employers are asking employees to do or expecting employees to do, but there is this issue of we are more and more available. And this started well before the hybrid teams mix happened. This started with the, you know, The fact that we could access emails on our mobile phone, the fact that we could be accessed by a mobile phone in the first instance, any time of the day, any day of the week. Certainly once emails started coming onto mobile, so I think that was a massive shift in availability creep. And the fact that really on our modern day mobiles, we could do almost any of our work tasks means that we are more and more available. And for some of you, this has probably happened either in your workplaces or in your careers yourselves. For several years now, where there was no longer those boundaries of work hours. Of course, the more senior your position, the more expectation there is that you will be available outside of work hours. If you work in a business that either deals with overseas markets or possibly has uh, interstate and international offices, then again, you have that higher expectation to be available to meet with other officers at their um, particular operating hours, which might be the middle of the night, our time. So this is something that already started well and truly before COVID. But with this permanent arrangement of hybrid teams now, it is becoming a much bigger problem. And it's a problem for lots of reasons. And again, I want to point out that this is not something that we as employers have expected of our staff. But it's that human nature obligation that we all have, us as entrepreneurs, but also our employees, that we we want to be available. We want to um, do our best to sort of be very responsive uh, when we get communication. And it's not even about being responsive. It's about the impact that reading that email or listening to that voicemail message or reviewing that uh, feedback has on our I guess our psyche, our attention span in our personal life, and also just our mood generally. So, I mean, we've all been there, right? We get an email, perhaps late at night, perhaps on the weekend, perhaps early in the morning, and we read it. We know we shouldn't, we know we don't have to, we know we're not expected to, but we read it. And then we get that pang in our stomach because the email tells us that there's something we're going to have to deal with when we clock on in inverted commas, to work. And then we start thinking about how we're going to deal with that thing. And we start sort of thinking about all the scenarios and stressing about it. Or perhaps that email contains feedback from a customer that wasn't great. And although you don't need to deal with it straight away, of course, it immediately impacts your mood. And part of the not problem, part of the challenge here is because we're all working from home, or at least partly from home, much of the time, we all have different uh, working rhythms and methods. So when we send an email that might contain something that might impact someone, we don't expect them to read it, right? Nor do we expect them to respond. But human nature is they do read it and respond. And I'm a case in point example here. I have changed the way I work in probably the last 12 months, where I no longer work a very traditional kind of eight to five or eight to six hours pattern. I will work early in the morning because I find that a very productive time for me to work. It's also a time of day where I get zero interruptions from either anyone in my household or also there's no client's trying to contact me at that time of day. So I'm quite often working, you know, from five or five 30 in the morning, doing a block of a few hours of work and then taking a break to either get the kids off to school or perhaps to do some exercise or take a break from work at that time. Now that means for me too, that I'm quite often emailing people very early in the morning. Now, of course, I have the zero expectation that anyone's going to be reading those or doing anything with those until their normal work time starts. But I can appreciate that someone may read that first thing in the morning, and that may not be ideal for them to be concentrating on a problem I'm about to pose to them at that time of the morning. Similarly, I get emails, uh, particularly late at evening when a lot of my clients are catching up, and definitely over the weekend. And I've had to be very conscious to put some boundaries in place for myself about not reading those emails. Because as soon as I read those emails, I want to respond. I want to go and fix the issue. I want to uh, solve the problem. And that means I get no downtime. Now that's taken me a lot of time to get used to. So you can imagine your team would fall into this trap very easily. Now we know here in Australia that we've got massive issues with overwork and underpayment. This is not a new concept. We have a mandated maximum 38 hour work week yet most of us expect our teams to work more than 38 hours a week. We definitely work more than 38 hours a week and we don't pay overtime because we incorporate it into salaries. So we've already got a culture of this going on, even when we were at in office work, but this is only just becoming a bigger issue now that we are in this hybrid team model. So recently... There was a really interesting case, almost groundbreaking, they've referred to it as, when the Victorian Police Department were negotiating and putting together their new enterprise agreement. Now, if you're not familiar with an enterprise agreement, it is basically an agreement that's approved by the Fair Work Commission that um, that you use instead of a modern award. Um, it has to be at least, if not more, beneficial to the employees than an award, often used in very big businesses or businesses that have a very complex... Um, Award system. You know, I've seen EAs uh, in businesses where they've had five or six modern awards in place, and it's just too confusing to work through. So, we put an EA in place, right? So, it's a group agreement that covers that entire workforce. And really interestingly, in their most recent agreement that they've had approved, they have introduced a new clause, which is the right to disconnect. And essentially, this clause stipulates that managers and supervisors must respect employees periods of leave and rest days, and that employees are not required to respond to emails or calls outside of those work hours. Unless, of course, you know, they've got specific circumstances like emergencies given it's a police force where they would need to respond. Um, but generally, there is this right to disconnect. Now, we're not the first people to come up with this idea. This uh, law, Got as an actual law got passed in France back in 2017. This right to disconnect. So this is something that other countries have had in place as almost part of their industrial relations landscape for many years. And I guess we're playing catch up because the reality is, whilst technology has benefited the business world in more ways than we care to count, in this area where we are constantly available and able to access communications so easily. It's just shown one of the possible negative impacts. Now, do I think we're going to start seeing more of this here in Australia in our industrial relations laws? Actually, I do. I think now that this clause has been added into this particular enterprise agreement, we will see this added into other enterprise agreements in the first instance. And I would not be surprised if this comes somehow into awards in the future. It won't be soon uh, because we've just finished our four-year review of Modern Awards that took eight years, so I don't think it's going to happen in the next year or two, but I would not be surprised to see this added into our industrial relations landscape in one way or another. But until then, until that point in time where it becomes part of our legislation, what can you as an employer, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, a leader, or a manager be doing about this? Perhaps as you've been listening to this, you've Considered the fact that actually you've noticed that some of your team are experiencing this availability creep where they are answering emails and calls and responding outside of hours, even though you have no expectation of them to do so. And perhaps you've even noticed the early signs, or perhaps not even early signs, of burnout with some of your team. Recent studies have shown us that the burnout level amongst Australian employees has increased significantly in the last quarter. And I think this availability creep and this sort of reluctance we have to disconnect has definitely impacted that burnout figure. And burnout is bad, right? Burnout affects everything we do. If we're burnt out, we don't make the best decisions. We possibly risk safety hazards. We are certainly not as productive. And it also impacts culture, mood, and ultimately profitability of the business. If you've ever been burnt out as a leader, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. It is not a great feeling. We kind of tolerate it to an, ex- to an extent when we own the business, but this shouldn't be something that we see as a widespread issue amongst our team. So what can you do right now if you think this is happening in your team? Let's have a look at a couple of really, really simple ideas. Now, the first thing I think you can do is set boundaries And lead by example. And when I say set boundaries, set boundaries for yourself and for your team. And of course, very clearly articulate and communicate that with them. And it is is as simple, I should say, as in your next team meeting, when you're next having a catch up, just be very transparent and say, hey, guys, I've noticed that we're all getting a little bit too available. I've noticed that we're all answering emails at all hours of the night and day and weekends. And I don't know about you, but I'm not getting to switch off. And I'm guessing that if I'm not getting to switch off, neither are you. And you'll be shocked to see how relieved they are to hear you actually hand on heart say that. And then let them know that you're going to start to look at ways that you can make sure that we don't have this 24-7 availability need that you don't need in most of your businesses. Of course, if you've got a business that deals with emergency services or something, that's a different matter and you've got got rostering arrangements to look at for that. But for most of us, we don't need our employees responding to our emails on weekends. But that also doesn't mean you want to take away all the flexibility of people being able to work hours that suit them, which is part of the brilliance of this hybrid team model. So I think in the first instance, it's just about, like always, communication, saying, hey, I've noticed there's an issue. Who else has noticed it? What's your experience? Tell me how you're feeling about it. And open the dialogue amongst the team so you can really get a feel of where they're at with this and what they're experiencing in relation to this. I think it's critical that you lead by example here. So if you decide that you want the team to all set individual boundaries for themselves, you also need to do that. And I think the most important thing here is that you all communicate to each other what your actual boundaries are. Like I said, I am enjoying working really early in the morning right now, but you will not find me typically working at seven or eight at night when I'm with my children or spending time with my family, but for others in your team early in the morning might be their time for themselves to do their exercise or, you know, do their hobby or whatever they want to do, but they are very happy working at 6, 7 and 8pm at night. So it doesn't have to be the same for everyone. We don't want to go about, I don't think, creating a nine-to-five culture and remove all the flexibility that can come with a hybrid team model. But I think it's really important that the boundaries are set and clearly communicated. Have some rules amongst yourselves. Rules like, if an email's not marked urgent, You don't need to look at it until you know you're ready to look at it that if we need something done urgently here's how we're going to flag that so that we know that we all need to jump onto that this is an opportunity for you to create the rules for yourself and your team there is no right or wrong there's no one-size-fits-all approach here this is about creating an environment that works for everyone in your business And I think you need to understand as well that everyone having these different boundaries is actually really healthy because people are then going to choose to work at their peak times and not try and slog through at a time when they know they naturally hit an energy dip. So it creates a much more healthy, positive work environment, which of course then leads to increases in engagement, productivity, and all the good stuff that we want to measure in our team. So there's you know, a million different things you could implement. I've heard of businesses implementing a autoresponder email that says, Hey, thanks for your email. I check my emails between this hour and this hour every day. Now that seems, you know, wildly exciting and impossible for most of us, but if that works and that, you know, you're happy for people to only check emails within a few short hours of the day, great. Put that autoresponder on, figure out a way that it works for you. And as I said, you need to understand the negative impact that this burnout that we're talking about can actually have. I think for so long we have measured people's performance largely based on attendance, responsiveness, availability, and we've spoken a lot here on the podcast about why that needs to change. We need to measure results. The reality is working more hours does not make you more productive. I know it seems counterintuitive, but on some previous episodes, I've referred to some really specific research in this space. Fairly recently, back in episode sixty, I spoke about the concept and the research behind transitioning to a four-day work week. And this is the kind of work week where you where you are achieving one hundred percent of your productivity targets in eighty percent of the time. So it's not about cutting hours or cutting. Well, it is about cutting hours. It's not about cutting salaries. And way back in episode number 16, I introduced you to a concept called the third space. Now, this is that opportunity to mentally transition from one task to another. And specifically in that episode, we looked at the fact that people weren't commuting at that time because we were all in lockdown and the opportunity that that commute time had to transition mentally from work mode to personal mode and vice versa, and how we could create opportunities for that with our employees working from home so that they still had that third space. So I'll put links to both of those episodes in today's show notes, but you may want to go back and have a listen to those because I share some really interesting research about how more hours, in fact, decreases productivity. So more hours can increase burnout and decrease productivity. So something you really don't want in your team. So I encourage you to have a think about whether we have an availability creep issue within your business, whether you're giving your staff and you're demonstrating for yourself the opportunity and the right to disconnect from work and and really enabling that with your team, and in doing so, seeing the increase in productivity, engagement, and mood generally amongst your team. I thought this was a really good time for this reminder because we are 18 months into a hybrid work model now. And as I said, we didn't know what we didn't know at the beginning of all of this. So it's these side effects, these things that we weren't aware of that we now know from the research and the studies and the surveys that we're doing with people, with our employees, where we're seeing these trends occur. And I think the sooner you can identify it and get on top of it, the more successful your hybrid team model is going to be moving forward. So I hope that's been a useful episode for you today. Uh, If you're in and out of lockdown, then you may be able to use that in different capacities. But if you're just working as normal and this is your new hybrid team normal now, then I think it's a really important one for you to be conscious of and keep an eye out for in your team. Now, before I go today, I have a special invitation for you. If you would like to connect with other like-minded business owners, leaders and managers to discuss all things HR to do with your team and also have a bit of fun and not take yourself too seriously, I'd love for you to join us over in our free Facebook group HR Support for Australian Businesses. If you go to Facebook groups and just search that term, HR Support for Australian Businesses, you will find us there, and I would love to have you join us. Or you can just uh, head on over to today's show notes, which you will be able to find at peoplepoweredbusiness.com, episode number 71, and uh, that link will be in today's show notes for you. Thank you so much for joining me here today on the podcast. I hope it's been a useful episode. Um I'll be back again next week for a new episode with you. And in the meantime, have a fabulous week. And I can't wait to chat to you again next week. Take care.